G3 Assistance through Virginia's community colleges is your pathway to a new future. Get a skill. Get a job. Get ahead. Learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3. Coming up after almost a year on the shelf, the charismatic Enigma is back on Friday Night Smackdown. Today, Jeff Hardy is here. ATB starts now. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves, and we are all still trying to figure out what to do with this plethora of free time we have on our hands every day. There seems to be some sort of new task or challenge or rule or some form of entertainment to partake in just because the entire world is bored. Hopefully, I can rip you from the doldrums of your day for about an hour or so, so you can listen to me and a good friend of mine have a chat. We are here for your entertainment. Hopefully, you are entertained. Maybe you'll learn a thing or two. If nothing else, uh, he's freaking awesome. He's one of my favorites. I'm glad that he's back on Friday Night SmackDown, and he is my guest here on After the Bell. Boys and girls, say hello to Mr. Jeff Hardy. Wild times in the entire world. Uh, If anyone, in my opinion, would be custom built for social distancing, it would be Jeff Hardy. Jeff, how are you keeping yourself occupied during all this? I've honestly, man, this isolation has been so productive for me, man, because here in my imagination, you know, I've got so many projects going on and uh, I'm always involved in artwork, writing songs, uh, my motocross track. I I cleaned it up real good. So me and my daughter go out there every day and ride bikes. It's just the, the funnest thing ever. So, uh, yeah, and uh, it's not sick, but uh, I've made a lot of uh, good use out of this isolation. So, yeah, it's been actually really good for me. Those are the perks of having uh, your very own compound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's always something to do here in, in the imagination. Well, we had a bit of a uh, stop-start with the return of Jeff Hardy. You uh, you made your appearance or you returned at Friday Night SmackDown the first night we did the whole no fans experiment. Uh, and in the weeks since, obviously, we're getting these cool video packages, kind of a retrospective, a reminder of just who the hell Jeff Hardy is. I want to ask you, what did it feel like to come back on Friday Night SmackDown with no fans? What was, it, what was going through your mind? Uh, it, was, it was very... I'd never worked with... Uh... Baron Corbin before and so naturally I was excited about that but man it was just it was like a weird dream like something you would tell your, your man I had the strangest dream last night I, I returned to Friday Night Smackdown on Fox and it was in front of nobody right uh, yeah it was very very dreamlike for sure but man and I envisioned in my mind like what it was going to be like because this is kind of like my last chance to get it right and this was going to be my last big comeback in my career so yeah being that it was in front of nobody, I mean, it's it was very dreamlike. Uh, so I hope I do get to work with Corbin again with, with more time and with the crowd. I I think maybe what you've done is unlock the other half of every wrestler's worst nightmare, where your music's playing and you can't tie your boots or you can't find your boots. It's to right. actually make it to Gorilla and then go out to an empty crowd. <laughs> no crowd yes. whatsoever. <laughs> I've Jeff had is finally, you've broken through. <laughs> yeah, I've had that dream so many times uh, when... My boots weren't laced, and, I, and but I've never been able to realize I'm just dreaming. I've, I've been able to lucid dream every now and then, but in that uh, in that 
reality. Uh, like I can never make myself say, Hey, you're just dreaming, man. Don't worry about right, it. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. I've had that dream many times. I think sure. everybody that's ever wrestled has at some point yeah. you have that it's, it's the absolute worst, but, uh, now we know that waiting on the other side was just Friday night SmackDown in front of no audience. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I want to, I want to, you talked about this being your last chance or your last big return. It's been pretty well documented. WWE is now kind of touching on the on the struggles that you've had throughout your career, throughout your life. Walk me back through that. I mean, everyone in the world screws up, right? Every, we're all human and to air is human. Anytime somebody in WWE or on this platform kind of has struggles or, or personal issues, it's obviously amplified, magnified 15-fold because we're public figures. What what's this experience been like from your perspective? Uh, now now that it's it's behind you and you can kind of look back on it. It's crazy, man. And, you know, I've been very lucky throughout my career uh, in my 20s and 30s. You know, I never had any surgeries, no in, no serious injuries. But then, man, in 2018, I had rotator cuff surgery, my first injury from pro wrestling. And uh, it must it evidently is something to do with me not working, you know, like on a daily basis and being worried about, am I going to heal? Am, am I going to be as good as I was before this injury and the surgery? Uh, but yeah, I'll just go and get this out of the way. After that first uh, DUI I got, man, I think I was doing Lillian Garcia's uh, podcast, and I said, mm-hmm. "I said I got my I, I got my first and last DUI," and I, I was so sure of that in that moment. And then I think I even went on to say, "Like I'll never get arrested again." I remember, like when I said that, I said, well, "I might not have, I probably shouldn't have said that." But now, being that I've been to rehab, inpatient rehab for the first time in my life, I've learned a lot about the disease known as alcoholism and addiction, you know, because I went through the drugs back when I got arrested and even watching SmackDown last week when they aired the mug shots and stuff, that's some heavy stuff, but good. It's going to be good because man, this is, I really, this is my last chance to get it right. And I want to just get get a few more good years out of this body and, and do the best I possibly can. Yeah, it was weird, man. And so now I still have a legal situation, a black cloud that's hanging over me. I haven't been convicted uh, when I got, pulled over October 3rd of 2019, the day before I called WWE and said, I need help. I need treatment. I, there's something wrong with me, like with this alcohol thing. Uh, but yeah, and I've learned so much in uh, recovery, just little things like uh, one day at a time, man, just focus on today and you know, not drinking or not drugging. And it's just calling my sponsor every day and talking to another alcoholic, man. There's something powerful about it when you, when you admit that what you are and you can like own that and just, man, and there's a huge piece in my heart, my mind, knowing that if I never drink again, I'm never going to get in any trouble. You know, it's like sure. Jeff Hardy plus uh, no drinking equals no trouble because all my troubles came from either drugs or alcohol. And I'm just a guy like with the alcohol, I, I can't drink like other people. And I've, I've surrendered and I've uh, I've just manned up to that, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. Hey, it's a, it's a great plan, man. Take the fuel away from yeah. the fire, you know. Uh, how are you? Yeah. How are you focusing your energy now? I, I know I've I've had friends that are in treatment and have have gone through all this, um, and I know that it's recommended that you you find somewhere to focus your energy. I know it's you're a very artistic person. Um, has has that sort of channeled you that direction at all? It's been amazing, man. I've got so many songs. My guitar player from. Uh, Ohio has sent me old tracks that I've never really finished writing. And then my guitar player from North Carolina that we've done some live acoustic shows before we, we've been writing so many new songs and I got so much material. And I just, I really realized like it, back the days when I was drinking, thinking I was writing a good song, it probably sucks. You know I mean? It wasn't <laughs> great, but like I've realized now, it's like being sober and, and open-minded. It's just so much better, man. Like I'm so much better 
all around when I'm when I'm sober, and I and I hope I can just uh, the remainder of my life stick with this thing and just never get back into that uh, disease, man. Because uh, I got I started my big back tattoo uh, back in July with the idea going. I think I might have that disease called alcoholism or something. So maybe I get a tattoo like what it looks like, and it's like a demon. That's because naturally I spoke about demons through my entire career. Sure. And it gets to the point where I got just tired of talking about demons. So uh, yeah, that was the idea. And then I man, and then after I got in trouble on October third, I was like, wow. I had, I struggled to try to get it finished. It's not completely finished, but now I realize, man, it is. That's my disease, and it's got the blues because I'm not feeding it. So man, it's uh, it's it's the most meaningful tattoo I have, and it's a, it's a good way just to look at that and just know how dangerous it is, man. If I get to drinking, it can be it, fatal. So yeah, I just kind of yeah. think about that each and every day. And man, I got uh, my daughters. Man, we have such a good time, man. Especially homeschooling is very hard. I realized I'm not smarter than a third grader. Right, man. It it is tough. Uh, yeah. So thank God, my wife is is here to help with that, but. Yeah, it's just it's, it's weird, man. But yeah, we've we've had so much fun each and every day. And yeah, I I talk with Ruby. Hey, this, I'm open minded. But if that if that's the case, let's just make the most out of every single day. Cool. And I, I respect that you're you're being open and honest about all this stuff, man. It's it's really cool. I mean, it's one thing. Obviously, nobody's proud of the things that they've been through when they're they're negative like this. But it can it can definitely be helpful for a lot of people. I, I know a lot of us have all struggled for you know for various different reasons. Let me ask you this. Um, I went through a, a bit of a rough patch in my own personal life last. Year. Uh, you know, went through a divorce. It was pretty, pretty gnarly. Um, and, and I was uh, kind of turning into a person I wasn't necessarily proud of being. And I found meditation. You ever gotten into meditation at all? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I meditate and pray. I mean, every day, but uh, it's just, the, I don't know. I don't really like do it the way, like when my sponsor, for example, he does, he's got a routine he does every morning. Uh, but I kind of just like, for example, when there's, we had a bad storm uh, the other day, Man, I just go out there with my arms up and feel the wind, and I just I feel like I'm connected with everything, and just take a a minute or two just to you know just to feel the power of planet Earth, Mother Nature, and just and there's something that I just I feel so connected with it now. So yeah, I do things like that all the time, even like as simple as uh, the sun setting, the sun rising, the the reflection off the ocean. I mean, it's beautiful stuff that I'm kind of obsessed with, and uh, I'm just glad I'm still a part of it because I've. I've tempted fate a lot, man, especially when I was drinking so heavy before I got in trouble on October the 3rd. And man, I'm just, I'm just blessed each and every day that I'm here. Yeah, man. We're all, we're all happy that, uh, that you got ahead of things. What are you doing nowadays for, for your artistic inspiration? I'm still paying. I, one of the things I did the first day I went into a uh, rehab, I started journaling and that's one thing I've done every day since then. I think I'm in day, uh, I think day 201 now, but then I, I lost my, uh, North Carolina license uh, because I I didn't do the breathalyzer thing. So I automatically lost them for a year. And I've got the interlock system in my car. So I got a letter from the DMV and saying that your license is suspended for a year. And then even at, when you get them back after a year, you have to have the interlock system for another three years. I was like, oh my gosh. But so I started, this was leap year. So I started counting backwards from 366 until like next uh, Valentine's Day to when I can legally drive again with the interlock okay. system. So yeah, I, I do complicated stuff, and I, so I got two different numbers I'm keeping up with, counting backwards until I can get my license back, and then uh, counting forwards as far as recovery and sobriety. Um, so yeah, I just stay creative, man. I, and uh, I made two big uh, cutouts, dog cutouts of our two dogs that have passed away. 
Mm-hmm. I made these two big, beautiful, that they took me a long time, but they're beautiful. And I just realized I, I still have the passion for stuff like that. And I get high off life, you know, like, cause after that project's done, I just look back at what I did and say, that is all right, man. And I did that and I'm not drinking, I'm not drugging. There's enough to keep me busy for a lifetime. And I, I know I've, I've drank enough alcohol for a lifetime. Very, very cool. What advice, if any, might you have for, for someone who may be hearing this and, and may have some struggles of their own going on? Gosh, I would just say, man, it, it, it is tough. Luckily, luckily for me, um, one of the first things I, I had to, uh, in rehab, because I, I didn't know, I've never had, I never got sick from not drinking or I never had withdrawals from not doing drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, naturally, I've been hung over many times, but like I, I didn't know what it's like to be sick from not drinking. But in rehab, man, I saw guys come in and detoxed. I was like, I, I've never seen this. This is crazy. And the, the, the change they make within a period of like four days, it's just a completely different person. And I remember saying to the guy from uh, WWE that, that, that helped me out get, getting into treatment. I was like, man, I just can't relate with these guys that are coming in here detoxing with withdrawals and shaking like crazy because I've never experienced that. And uh, I just don't know how to relate with that. We were in small group talking about everything. Uh, and he said, well, he's, he, I'll never forget. He said, well, uh, if you want to find out, just keep drinking, saying eventually you're going to get sick. You're going to have the shakes if you keep doing that. So, yeah, I don't know what it's like for that. But, man, I just I think the more you can just uh, love your unaltered mind and still enjoy life to the fullest. Uh, I mean, that's that's the best way to live, man, for sure. Like, and just that whole even if I wasn't in recovery or an alcoholic, I mean, dude, every day, like any other thing could happen. I could get diagnosed with something tomorrow. You know, it's just like making the most of each and every day and just and not rushing anything. And, and now I've kind of been living with, uh, I would just say, if you do feel like you're ready to really commit to a lifelong uh, state of sobriety, man, just, uh, uh, gosh, just, uh, just love the fact that you're here, you're healthy, things could be a lot worse. Uh, because yeah, just the most of every day. And uh, I really like that more than anything about recovery and the 12 steps and all of that stuff. It's just uh, taking, I would just say, take it one day at a time is what I'm trying to say. Glad to have you back now that you're focused and, and you're, you're ready to uh, get back in the ring. What are you most excited about this run? If, if indeed it is your, your final run, WWE. For sure, I'm excited about my my solo uh, run because when I when I came back last time and I went to SmackDown uh, after my rotator cuff surgery, I, I brought the face paint back and I was really grooving for that year. And I got into that deal with Randy Orton and had my first Hell in the Cell, and it was just so like building up to that was so fun. I felt important, involved, relevant again. But now I, I seriously would love to uh, like win a world title just one more time. Like now, because I, I love the design of the new title and the universal title. Um, so I definitely would like to do that before it's all uh, said and done. And uh, I just want to like bring that paint back because that, that's another thing about painting my face uh, on the road. It's kind of like an escape and it's uh, the, the form of expression for me. Mm-hmm. Instead of painting on canvas, I just paint on my face and it's cool. I can do that for my job and, and people dig it. And I can be the charismatic enigma. So yeah, I just want to have one more good run, man. And, and maybe become the world champion, the universal champion. I would love to do something with uh, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. I got some crazy cool ideas and I'll just, uh, Beth helped me with this one. I was like, what if, what if there was something like the Twilight Zone? And I don't know, because back when we did the Hardy show, uh, we had this thing called the Twilight Zone and we would like spoof Twilight Zones. I was like, man, what if we, did, what if I did something with like, I don't know, like he beat me and took me under the ring, but then all of a sudden I'm in the fun house, but I'm in a black and white TV and it's like a Twilight Zone or nothing. And then Beth said, Oh, what if it was the fly light zone? 
I need to do like you're trying to get out of the black and white TV, but I'm just excited about crazy creativity like that, that you can pitch and throw it out there and see if it sticks. And, uh, and yeah, and just not be afraid to be open-minded and creative. Well, I think creativity definitely flowing through everybody right now, just with the times being what they are. I know everyone needs some sort of outlet. Uh, WWE this year was obviously forced to do WrestleMania in a, in a completely different environment, which led to some very creative happenings. One being the Firefly Funhouse match with Bray and, and John Cena. The other that the world's buzzing about is the Boneyard match with uh, Undertaker and AJ Styles. Now, the wrestling fan in me <laughs> is... Uh, is forced to give you and your brother a lot of credit for what could be argued was kind of the the first step in this evolution of what we're seeing now in WWE. Of course, I, I, the final, I believe it was the final deletion you guys referred to it in TNA? Final deletion was the, the first one, yeah. Okay, and that was unlike yeah. anything that the, the wrestling business had ever seen before. Now, uh, seeing what it's t- been taken to the next level by WWE and their production staff, what's it mean to you to have a hand in sort of creating this this thing that lives on in an even bigger capacity uh, for sure watching the uh, boneyard match i was envious man because i know what it's like behind the scenes when you're filming stuff like that and it's just so fun man like when you're filming through all hours of the night and then you you get to watch the finished product back and i was just that that match was amazing and like when aj came out of that coffin i was like oh yeah i know i know where this is uh, what mine's this is coming from uh, basically because it was, it reminded me a lot of, of the final deletion for sure. And I think a lot of other people, but uh, that cinematic stuff, man, it's now could be really useful. You know, if you can, you can uh, get to the, all these cool different places to film stuff like that. When we're not in front of crowds, you know, that could be, I love that. I was on my motocross track and I had this vision. Uh, I was like, well, what if there was some kind of motocross match, like a ring was set up in the middle of it and it was all lit up, but there was a race going on at the same time. And you almost get, so I have all kinds of crazy, nutty ideas that that's the beauty of pro wrestling, man. Anything is, is possible. So, uh, yeah, but to see that, it's just an honor, man, because all that deletion stuff that we did was just, I'm so proud of all that, man. And it was so fun because we were kind of, that first one, it was just like six people out there, man, moving lights and doing doing our spots and, and the matches. And I was just uh, very fulfilling, like when you do something like that and it, it takes off worldwide. I remember the, I believe it was the the day after it originally aired. I didn't see it on television when it happened, but it was all over the internet. And, and it was actually at WWE's TV studio when it, the morning after it aired. And I'm walking around talking to, to some of the higher ups and some of the, the most brilliant guys in the company. And I'm going, have you seen this? You, you know, and, and by half of them had seen it, you know what I mean? And then the other half were going, they were just enamored because it was so different and so refreshing. And, and to your point, man, it's, it's pro wrestling. It can be whatever you want it to be. And I, I think That's it's really sure. exciting to be able to, to kind of branch out a little bit like that. I like the idea of your, uh, your, your poltergeist television match. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, who knows? it could be great. Uh, man, I'll never forget. Uh, it was the second one we, I think it was called Delete or Decay or something, but I had made uh, this cross that it's like my, you remember when uh, Prince became the artist formerly known as yeah. Prince, you know, with the yep. cross? Yep. So that, I said, man, I got to design me a cross. So that's where my Enigma cross kind of came from, the artist formerly known as Jeff Hardy. But I'll never forget, man, Billy Corgan was here at my house and he was helping direct it. And I dug the trench that made the symbol, and we had lit it on fire. Right, right. And it was, man, it was incredible. And we got a killer drone shot of it, and the Smashing Pumpkins lead man was out there. We were all fired up. It was like four o'clock in the morning. It was just amazing memories, man. Yeah. Sure. And I do hope to create, you know, more of those moving 
Very, very cool. Looking uh, up and down the landscape, it is different than when you when you left last year. Uh, is there anybody that catches your eye or someone you haven't worked with before that you'd like to? One thing I'd forgot, I think I was going to mention this a little bit ago, when I did uh, the backstage show out there in L.A., uh, they asked me about Brock Lesnar, and I, I, I totally forgot I was his first match in WWE. Oh. And I totally forgot about that. So maybe, uh, yeah, I get, there's one more thing. I would love to you know, get my ass kicked by him again, maybe. Um, <laughs> he's just intimidating and insanely gifted. Uh, and to be as successful as he was in the MMA world, it's just, he's, he's amazing. Uh, so yeah, that, that'd be interesting, man, to maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe that could be my last match. Uh, I was his first match. It could be my last match. Did you ever have anything that you, uh, you pitched or suggested for yourself that you either had the company or someone else go, ah, no, Jeff, that's too far. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, there was an idea with, uh, Brock that didn't get, I, I thought it was possible for, it was somehow I was going to like do a swanton like to Paul Heyman, but I, I would be doing it over Brock. Like if he was down in the corner and I wanted to do the swanton and him spear me upside down out of the air, because I thought it was possible. <laughs> and that uh, was someone like Brock up there. He would be the guy to be able to do that. But they said, no, that's just, too, you can't, we can't try that. That's, that's insane. <laughs> and then later, <laughs> oh God, me and Kurt Angle had tried that with, uh, and, it, it, and it didn't work out at all. <laughs> it was tough to pull off. <laughs> oh my lord! Uh, well, when you look back uh, on your on your body of work in WWE, what's to this day some of the stuff that you're most proud of? Uh, all the TLC matches for sure, man, because those those are some powerful moments, man. Um, and just the the love I still have for I'd like to have one more like really really good ladder match too before before it's all over. But yeah, it's just. Uh, Gosh, we, I was in love with ladders before we made it and I would buy them just to destroy them, you know, from the money I would make landscaping. And so, yeah, for us to get to do that tag team match with Edge and Christian, I'll never forget the feeling like throughout each and every spot of like uh, success, you know, we have, we have made it and this is, this is our deal and, and we are killing it. So you were able to realize that like, as it was happening, you guys were that, that aware of what magic was happening right then. Oh there. Yeah. For sure, that's, yeah. That's, that's cool. Because a lot of guys don't realize it until after the fact. You know, it's it said, oh, I didn't realize how great the match was until I watched it back a year later or whatever. But you could feel it in the moment. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like I'll never forget, like the leapfrog leg drop, and I just I just felt that power because we were blowing people's minds, you know. And uh, but yeah, it was amazing because the next night we got like the standing O uh, from the crowd at Raw or whatever mm -hmm. it was, and it was just well, like wow, it was it was really. It, it, was, it was a killer payoff, man, for a lot of a lot of years of hard work and, and creativity with those with those ladders. Um, but yeah, like a, the ladder match will probably always be my uh, claim to fame for sure. Well, there's no doubt you inspired an entire generation of uh, of fans who now you know are are the business. A lot, a lot of people coming along. You've you've been around for a long time. What are some of the most drastic changes, for better or worse? that you've noticed personally in WWE or the business as a whole since you've been around? I think the biggest, uh, comparing it to like when we first broke in around 99, 2000, uh, social media is just insanely, like I'm not a social media guy at all. And it's just crazy how powerful it is now. And like, it's, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, when I tell people I don't have a Facebook, it's almost like they, they say, well, it's like, I don't have a social security number. You know, it's just right. mind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't. There's a lot of phonies that say they're me. And yeah, it's just amazing for this job as a WWE superstar, you're supposed to have your social media um, network, I guess it's called like your Instagram, your tweets that you send out. And I'm just, I'm not that into it. I always, God, years ago, I was on the alter ego Willow thing. And I had this, 
brainstorm that uh, what if that little at like at Corey Graves or at Jeff Hardy Brand or whatever it is, what if that's the stamp of the beast, man? Like what instead of this forehead stamp? Oh yeah, we all get the stamp of it. <laughs> I for one miss the uh, the videos of you painting up before the live events because I, I wouldn't get to see your paint. It. Oh, I, I'd see it on TV days, but then I could post it, and that was always one of my favorites. My daughter always got a kick out of that. Oh, uh, cool, thanks. Yeah, I look forward <laughs> to doing that again too for sure. It's a lot of extra work, but like even when when the the night's over, it's just you know it's one of those things. Like I'm, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I took time to paint my face and to have this memory and that's one thing i do love about instagram because uh that you can there was one time i like i went like just a year and that's all i did was like the face paints from each night in each town thinking mm-hmm. you know the fans and uh yes yeah, it's like a gallery you know you can go back and look through all that and say wow that's a lot of paint that's right, a, lot of, right. a lot of colors and a lot of a lot of um yeah creativity going on there You mentioned your music, your music career a little bit ago. Um, who are some of your influences? Because anybody that's heard your music, it's it's very unique. It's not kind of like, oh, it sounds like this band or it sounds like this artist. It's kind of got its own thing happening. Where, where does it come from? Number one, uh, Pearl Jam and just the way Eddie Vedder writes lyrics. I mean, because uh, I was uh, I was a rap hip hop guy when when Ten came out. Like I just loved Public Enemy and God was shy. Boys to Men. Like I just I love that. Music, but then when Ten came out, like I, I'll never forget telling Matt, man, that's are you a freak listening to that stuff, man? So, man that's, <laughs> that's crazy. But man, that Ten album Ten changed my life, man, from beginning to end. I was like, wow, this this is amazing. And then that whole grunge movement, Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots, man, that's I mean that that changed me, man. It made me really want to make somebody feel like what Scott Wiley made me feel. There's one song I forget forget the name of it but he said something like take a bath i'll drink the water that you laid if you should die before me ask if you can bring a friend and i was like whoa whoa what was that that's amazing so i'll never forget writing in a little poem or something i, I want to make somebody feel like scott wyland made me feel by reading those lyrics i've always like wrote poetry and stuff but it's just man i've got the journaling that i started doing it's crazy like it's just something when you finish a book and you go back and look through all the words and it's just something that was like something i kind of you know i have to do that every day to feel you know if i don't i feel like i'm i'm messing up when i made my return down to florida for the first year in front of no crowd i'd forgot my journal and i was like man it was like i forgot my wallet it's like, oh god i've been doing yeah. this every day it's kind of i got to keep it going but uh so because once you miss a day it's kind of hard to back up and, and capture everything that happened during the during that day. But yeah, Pearl Jam that changed me for sure, man. And and now like some of the newer stuff I love, Falling in Reverse. I was turning on uh, pages. Oh yeah, Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Radke. Yeah. Ronnie, yeah. 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 I, my buddy sent me their song, uh, Popular Monster. And I was like, holy this is amazing. So yeah. I've been listening to them lately. Uh, Imagine Dragons, I like Imagine Dragons uh, quite a bit. But yeah, I'm just I'm, I love music. It's the universal language that we all understand, you know, and, and uh, yeah, there, there's something to like writing a song and then like being real proud of it. It just makes me feel good. I know it's not going to be the best thing ever in the music industry, but like when you can go out there and, and perform it in front of people and like some people know your lyrics, it's just really cool. Like if WrestleMania would have went down. Uh, we had four shows booked that week oh, like, wow. uh, in, in four different towns, man. I, I was so excited, man, especially singing sober. It was kind of, I, I was kind of afraid, but I was looking forward to that rush and like doing it October 3rd. I had our last show on October 5th and that was the first time I'd ever sung completely sober. And it was really cool, man. Like I, I got through that first song and, and I mean, it wasn't bad, you know? Uh, so it was just, and after that was over, it was like that uh, high off a life kind of feeling like you're still, you know, you got high off of something with your unaltered mind and, 
And I was like, wow, I can do this without drinking. Very, very cool. You still uh, working on anything with your band or, I mean, obviously times being what they are, everything's kind of paused, but. Yeah. My producers, uh, their tour got shut down. He's out in Nashville. We just, uh, we just agree. I just sent him a, a little money cause we're going to start a new album cause we got so much material. We got like 18 songs or something. Uh, will mix it in Nashville. So it's kind of, we're going to, we're going to start that album. Uh, I think he's already working on the first two songs now. Uh, that's, I'm very excited about that. Uh, one of the songs, uh, the first songs that I wrote out of rehab once I got home is really, I'm feeling really good about it. So it's always, I get, I almost get excited. Like the way I would get, uh, before I got me a bottle of liquor or something, man, when I get that track, that first master, it's just so exciting, man, to hear what it sounds like, the finit, the finalized product. So I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, we're starting a new album. That's, that's some information that I can throw out there. Very cool. Where, where, uh, where can the After the Bell listeners find all the information for your band? Yeah, I think there's still a uh, Parox Wygen. Uh, I think there's a Facebook. I'm not sure, but it's something Parox <laughs> just, Wygen. Just Google it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to butcher the up. I didn't want to butcher the pronunciation, so I let you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for rocks by gin. Right on. I, and I remember last time we talked was, was when we were doing uh, Superstar Inc. And you were you were talking about your your passion for gardening. Have you done any more with that at, at home during all this? Yeah, for sure. Every week, man. I, I'm a, I got like God. There's ten acres. It's a nonstop, and I still do it all myself, man. It's all, I was thinking. Now that I've got my motocross track looking really good, it, it needs to be maintained too, but I might have to like hire some help, man. Cause it's a lot of work, like to do on a weekly basis now that, you know, the grass dies every year and then it, it's, it's green and back to life now. And, and it, you got to keep it mowed, man. And, uh, but I, yeah, I always love landscaping and weed eating. And, uh, and I still enjoy that. Like after a long, hard day's work, you can look back and say, man, this looks so good. And I did all that. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm wide open with that, man. I guess it's the, I got to mow my own yard. I guess it's the same reason I got to paint my own face. I just, I don't want nobody else to do it for me. But you get that reward at the end, man. It's, it's that the exactly, harder yeah. work, you know, what's something uh, that the WWE universe may not know about Jeff Hardy or something that nobody knows about Jeff Hardy <sighs> beyond the fact that you're a, a, an avid gardening fanatic, which I just spoiled for a second time. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Oh, I was really, uh, I kind of got depressed when, uh, when uh, we finished watching the Tiger King. Yeah. I, I loved the Tiger King. So it was, I was so entertained by it. And, and I guess a lot of people were evidently, but yeah. Who would have thought, man? Oh man. Yeah. It just blew up. I had no idea what it was. Um, but yeah, it was, we, we watched it, man, uh, every night and it was just, it was so entertaining because I, oh, Tiger's my favorite animal. I think I've said that many years ago. I've always loved tigers and yeah, that show was just, it was pretty amazing, man. No doubt about it. Who's somebody that uh, you've worked with recently that, that you've really enjoyed or you could see you know doing a little more business with you mentioned baron corbin at the top but as far as like the current crop of, of superstars yeah definitely king corbin makes he's such a good heel man and in front of crowds it's a, it's amazing the booze he gets it's awesome um but yeah definitely breaks i've never i've never came in contact with bray other than when they did the deletion thing here and i just like i popped up behind his shoulder or something and, and i sung a song or something like that and that's the closest we've ever kind of came like uh, for the WWE universe to see. So uh, I definitely feel there's something really, you know, in the next, next few years or like a powerful storyline that we could do together. Um, and yeah, I'm just a huge fan of when of the fiend and, and all that stuff, man. And the fun house is just, that's good stuff, man. It's really cool, man. I, I um, obviously Tom Savini was helped behind 
put to, to create the fiend uh, you know he's a horror icon i'm a big horror movie nerd so when i found yeah, all, yeah. all that was happening it's like all, all the worlds kind of collide you got the horror movie and movie magic and wwe and and my friend bray and it's like it's like weird to see it all come together uh, which to your, to your earlier point about like the creativity is unlimited now so i mean who knows where this could all be headed yeah it's amazing man those puppets man it's just oh my god i just oh he's so good the way the way he portray the way he acts well, he's a, he's a SmackDown guy, and Jeff Hardy's a SmackDown guy. I, I don't think that's too far out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> what is on the agenda for Jeff Hardy in the immediate future? I'm definitely excited about this new album, especially there's something uh, about, because uh, never, I'll never forget, I went a week without drinking back in the summer, and I finished one song. I finished two songs, I think. I was just because I, I would always over the years I've always like known drinking every day is bad for you. Right. If you drink right. every day, something's something's wrong. And so I would go for months and not drink. And, and back when I did it before I got hurt, like I would ride my dirt bike a lot. Like that kind of replaced it and that adrenaline I got from riding my dirt bike. Then when I after I broke my leg, I just can't ride my dirt bike like I used to. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited about a, a sober album and to just and listen to it back and just to know that I I did it. Uh, completely sober there's something empowering about that and yeah just the enjoying life and be excited about my job like i said right from the beginning man this is my last chance to get it right man that's honestly there's no more if i if i like get arrested a third time i mean i'm gonna be doing some hard time and i'm gonna lose my license forever so i just i I have to get it right so at the same time i'm not putting much pressure on me to like uh, like and i just don't want to I'm not going to predict anything, you know, I'm just going to like know that I've done everything I possibly can to make this situation better for me now. And and I thank WWE so much for giving me this last chance and, and believing in me. So yeah, I just want to stay, stay true to that and be the best performer I possibly can be, man, uh, and get a few more years out of this body and just try to stay healthy, man, every day, try to eat good, which is always hard. That's one thing I've noticed about not drinking. I eat more M&Ms or more sweets when, when, right. when nighttime, you know, <laughs> and it's just, that's one of those little things. Um, but yeah, I just want to continue to, number one is, is to be the best husband, the best son, because my dad's not in great shape and he's, it's been kind of tough on me, like helping him out. Be the best son, father, and, uh, and husband I possibly can be. And then and I'll worry about the, and, and the best wrestler ultimately too, that I can be at 42 years into this life. Um, and hopefully just put smiles on, on people's faces and, and not let anybody else down ever again, for sure. That's my mindset. That's very, very noble. And from the bottom of my heart, man, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. Uh, I'm excited for, for this next run of Jeff Hardy, man. I'm excited to have you back in the locker room and excited for what you bring to, uh, to WWE. And I mean, I've, I've been a Hardy's fan for most of my life. So it's awesome to, to you know, get to work beside you. And, and I'm glad you made it through the, the dark times and uh, onward and upward, my friend. Yeah, one cool thing that reminded me of uh, one cool little story that people don't know. That last mugshot, man, I, I'll i never forget. I was in there and I said, I, I didn't want to look pitiful. I didn't want to look mad. I just wanted, I, I smiled big. Like I just saw my best friend. And and then after that, you know, when I sobered up, I was like, oh man, is the judge going to like see me smiling and think I'm being a, a jerk, you know, and, and like not taking this seriously. But I seriously knew in that jail, I said, man, I'm, I'm going to rehab for the first time in my life. And with that smile, I was kind of like, this is hopefully the last mugshot ever. So I'm going to, so yeah, I, I smiled and I, I think it also reminded me of that because they aired my mugshots on SmackDown with that package. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's, dude, that's the best way to go. Just be raw and, and honest. And I mean, that's, 
there's a good feeling within that when you can come out the other side and, and keep your stuff together, you know, and that's, that's what I, what I plan to do. And, um, and yeah, but I just kind of hope they, they somehow fit that, that smiling mugshot in there. So where I can say, yeah, I, in my mind, I knew I was going to, to rehab and, and this, this was going to be a good thing. And it most likely saved my life. Right on, man. Well, everyone will do their best to keep you honest. And uh, hey, if you want, man, I'll just keep one of your mug shots at ringside at the commentary table in case, <laughs> just a reminder, just be like, hey, Jeff, keep going, man. There we go. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, man. Man, well, hey, I'll let you get back to the family. I appreciate your time. And uh, let's do this again, man. You're always welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Corey. It's nice talking to you, man. Alas, our time together is wearing thin. So before I leave you, I offer you a little zen. This is from Dr. Steve Maraboli. He is a motivational speaker that I discovered online. He said, letting go isn't about forgetting. It's about learning and moving on. It's making a choice to be strengthened by your past, not strangled by it. There's some zen for you. I am full of it. Thanks one more time to Jeff Hardy for hanging out and chopping it up with me. Make sure you follow at After the Bell WWE on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and join the conversation. Send me your thoughts, good, bad, or indifferent, using the hashtag After the Bell. Scratch the indifferent part. I mean, feel one way. You can feel good. You can feel bad. Just feel something. I know I say this all the time, but if you're using Apple Podcasts and you haven't left me a five-star review yet, you suck. You're a bad fan, and you should be ashamed of yourself. If you're using an Android, follow ATB on Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, or Google Podcasts so that you never miss an episode. You can follow me at WWE Graves. There's a good possibility I will have done something stupid on social media this week for your entertainment, hopefully. That's what quarantine does to me. And I'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE after the bell. 